there was a lot of good times as well. A lot of uh, crazy circumstances. And, you know, that's part of life. It's the story arc, right? And, uh, you know, that's the other thing. You know, it, it never ends. There's always that roller coaster to life. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Rick Nusky. This is the show that gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there. I hope you're doing really well today. And if this is your first time on the show with us, you're in for a treat. Now, if you've uh, been supporting the show for any length of time, thank you very much for that support. Uh, you know what you're in for, so let's jump right into it because I'm on the line with the wonderful Steve Boris. How are you, Steve? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, look, it's absolutely my pleasure. And we're going to be obviously talking about uh, your book, How to Beat Stalin, Hitler and the Southern State Parkway. Very interesting name. Now, uh, just momentarily, just for context, you're a teacher, coach and author of this wonderful book. And uh, you've got very much a, uh, you know, an interesting story to tell that I think is going to help people work through these chaotic times. And that's really a large part of why I wanted you on. Not only do I have a special spot on the show for book authors, because I know how uh, much work goes into writing a book, but um, those with stories that make a difference to people's lives are important. Now, if you don't mind, Steve, could you tell us where you're uh, calling in from today? Uh, the book is about uh, finding hope. Um, it, it's about trying to make a difference, uh, like you said, in these chaotic times and uh, trying to bring everybody together. And hopefully, you know, by reading this, I want, I want everybody to realize, you know, that they're loved, that they're not, uh, you know, that we're all in this together mm -hmm. and that we have more in common than we don't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm wondering if we could, um, if you don't mind, Steve, just so that people have a context for where you are in the world, could you tell us where you're calling in from today? Calling from uh, my home in Western Connecticut. Has that been uh, where you've been all your life or did you move there? Yeah, I, I've been here for a few years now. I've, I've lived in Connecticut for about uh, 15 years. I grew up on Long Island, New York, which is not too far away. And I, I spent a good bit of time uh, living in the Bronx, Bronx in New York City. Right. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, your love of um, sports, Steve. I know you've got a passion for one particular sports, and I uh, would love to focus on that and, uh, and talk about your son's involvement now. Yeah, sure. Uh, sports has really meant, meant so much to me. Um, growing up, um, you know, I was uh, learning disabled, overweight. I was uh, being bullied mercilessly. And that's when my mother drove me, uh, got me into football, playing American football. And uh, that's where it really ch saved my life. Mm. The men that uh, the coaches, the other players, they just uh, instantly created a, a family for me yeah. uh, and, a, and a source of uh, support. You know, it's not just about playing the games and everything like that. It, it's about giving uh, people a place to fit in, a home. Um, I remember when I first went out for the team, I was terrible. <laughs> I could barely get out of my way, mm. tripping over my own feet. And uh, the first thing they had us do was run a warm-up lap around the field. And I could barely, it must have been, I felt like I was running to... Uh, you know, across the English Another Channel. There. And, <laughs> and uh, one of the captains, this kid Jason, 
came back and he rescued me. You know, he, he ran with me, basically pulled me across the finish line. Uh, and he said, we're all in this together. Uh, and then the next day at school, it was, uh, I saw him in the hall and instead of being ignored by everybody in the building, he said, hi, Steve. Yeah, and wow. I just looked over my shoulder to see who he was talking to. Um, but, you know, we had a, a slogan or, or was that we were all brothers forever. And it wasn't just something catchy, you know, you put on a T-shirt or something. It was mm. something that was very real. And it didn't matter if you were first string all uh, American greatest player or the third string scout team player like I was. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all brothers and we were all going to take care of each other. Yeah, that's wonderful feedback. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, you know, team sports obviously is a lot more, like you've said, than just the sports alone. Um, over time, how is it that you you went from a third string, as you mentioned, but you ended up being team captain? Was that right? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, as I started to play, um, you know, I started to get a little bit better, a little bit better. And... Um, Every time I wanted to, to quit or give up, um, I just thought back to the inspirational stories my, my mother had told me uh, about my babcha, mm -hmm. okay, about my, uh, which is a Ukrainian for grandmother. Right. Uh, and she was such an inspiration to me. She uh, had grown up in uh, Ukraine and as a young girl became victim to uh, Stalin's Holodomor, which was the great hunger, the Ukrainian genocide. Mm. And her and her family, uh, they suffered greatly and they, they lost many family members and uh, four to six million Ukrainians died as a result of that. And what I learned from that story was that th she had an indomitable will, mm. that her family stuck together and they weren't going to succumb to this great evil and that they wanted to have hope uh, in the future for a better life. And just when they were getting back on their feet and then recovered, uh, Hitler was now master of Germany. Mm. And he unleashed Operation Barbarossa, you know, in the second year of World War II, and she was captured. And she was separated from her family. She never saw a living uh, family member again. And for the rest of World War II was a slave. And it was in those camps, uh, the prison camps, where she had to work for uh, the Nazis, where old women, uh, the babushkas, came and they took care of her. You know, they saw her and that she was a young teenage girl by herself, and they gave her comfort. And they actually uh, smeared animal poop on her as a way to deter the German guards from God oh, knows what. Oh, yeah. um, okay. And it was about taking care of people when you didn't have to. You know, they had they were hoping that maybe somebody was taking care of their granddaughter in whatever camp that they couldn't. And it was about, you know, doing everything you could to um, stand up to this, these unspeakable uh, events in their life. Mm. And she survived wow. after the war. You know, Hitler commits suicide mm -hmm. and she survived two evil dictators this this young ukrainian girl wow. and she went on to have a great life mm, mm. and she had many other obstacles in her life you know but when she finally passed away she had met four grandchildren she owned her own house she had a small business she immigrated to the united states and that's how she was able to overcome 
those odds. So I looked at my, myself and I said, my goodness, what, what could I do? Yeah. Yes, I have problems. I lost my father in early age. I was a learning problem, this, that, you know. Yep. I had all these excuses. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's go. You know, uh, and that was one of the things my mom always told me growing up. You can have what you want or you can have excuses. And so I applied that to, to football and to uh, my education. Um, when coaches would show up, I would take the coaching. I, I would stay late. I would lift weights. I would run. I would, I would learn anything anybody was willing to teach me. And slowly but surely, hey, I wasn't a fat kid anymore. Yeah. Oh my God, I got a muscle or two. <laughs> and that, that turned into two or three, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was just, uh, you know, everything just started to come together, but it, it took a lot of time, uh, inspiration and, uh, you know, it, it's, and it, it kind of goes back to what my mother and my babcha had, had taught oh, me. Look, that's an incredible story. Thank you for that leading. Um, I know that means a great deal to you. If we look back at our family history and there's a story there, um, you know, revealing that to, to the My Future Business audience means a great deal to us. So thank you again. I wonder, um, you've obviously had some great mentors uh, along the way. Do you still think that getting around the right people is important? It's everything. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I had the great fortune to, to meet some, some wonderful men and mm -hmm. women, yep. um, like my offensive line coach. You know, if you know, uh, with football, the linemen, we never touch the ball. Hmm. You know, uh, we're, we're just the blockers and, and doing all that sort of thing. But it's it's the greatest job in the world. Uh, and our line coach was a man named John DeLuca, and he was a legend in high school football where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And he had a, a motto for us, or a prayer, actually. We called it the lineman's prayer. And it went, we work the hardest, we're known the least, but who cares? But we ought to reason. And it was all about teamwork and if you work together side by side every day you know you're not going to get the glory you're not going to get the front page of the newspaper but you're going to be the ones who who get everything done and the amount of joy you had in just working together you know uh on the practice field it was almost anticlimactic when you got in the game <laughs> you know i mean it was a lot of fun yeah, but yeah. it was just being being together with your brothers that working together and that's, that's what he taught me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, being around the right type of people, let's talk about your family and how much your direct family means to you. I, I know that uh, I believe your son plays football now? Yes, yes, my son Peter. Um, you know, he's a, a junior currently, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we got him into football, mm -hmm. and he's been, uh, you know, growing big and strong. And, uh, you know, he's had his ups and downs with his career. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a freshman, um, we came uh, to Weston and he, he got to play on the varsity, and, which was a, a rare thing, and he got to, to, to start a few games, and we won the state championship. Excellent. Um, and I got to coach him. You yeah, know, so wow. that was a, a wonderful scenario. But then uh, the next year, COVID struck, and they uh, canceled the football season for us. Wow. And then, um, you know, that was heartbreaking. I don't want to get into the whole COVID <laughs> no, no scenarios, but you know, um, either way, it was heartbreaking. And uh, last year, the beginning of the season, he he hurt his knee and he missed most of the season. So uh, we is got he on the mend? 
we're yeah, he's on the mend. He's he's feeling better. That's and, good. Uh, we're looking to forward to having a big senior year. Now I have to ask you if uh, I've read um, some of your reviews on Amazon. They're all very very positive, and one of them talks about sharing this uh, this book with uh, you know children. What do you think about that in terms of how your experience, your life's experience, your family's experience? Can help your own children and other children do you think it's relevant for them yeah, yeah i mean that that's the whole reason i wrote it mm. um you know i had this story in me um from over the years and um you know it was during the pandemic you know i was looking at my own children i was looking at some other friends and family members who were like uh, really hurting you know we're, we're, we're struggling we're really down in the dumps and i go you know what can i do to try to help um, and so this, this book is exactly for, for anybody who's struggling, you know, and, and certainly for, for kids who were like me, mm. who, who felt like, oh my goodness, I, I can't overcome. I got, I got so many problems. Um, and I want them to, to see what my Bopcha did. Yeah. And I also want to see what I was capable of doing. And, and there's a whole bunch of uh, other drama that, that went on, um, you know that you can overcome steve but if it's you, not going to be easy no and you're going to need help steve I, I wonder i think for context it's very important that people who are on this show because we have a lot of different people listening in so it's very important I'm, I'm wondering if you could share some of the dark days that you have experienced you actually had some suicidal thoughts at one stage how did you recognize that you were in trouble and what did you do I'm sorry, sorry, say again. Uh, uh, you, you went through some dark days yourself. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you had some suicidal thoughts, and I'm wondering, how did you recognize that, and what did you do to overcome them? Um, you know, it was my mother who, who recognized that. Mm. And, you know, and, and she saw that I was at the end of my rope. Yeah. And how I, I really bonded with my mother was we both had insomnia. Um, she was... Uh, you know, had a, had a great deal of stress in her life being a single mother. My, my father passed away when I was five. I had a sister who was two. Mm. Um, you know, so uh, God bless every single mother out there. I, I don't know how they, they have the strength to, to do it. And mm-hmm. I would uh, wake up 11, 12 o'clock at night, come out, and she was always up. And we would sit down at the uh, kitchen table. And she was always uh, sipping a cup of coffee and, and having a, a Parliament brand cigarette. Mm-hmm. That was her brand. And I certainly <laughs> don't encourage smoking, but no, no, uh, that was her. And there was always coffee cake. And me being a, a chubby kid, always enjoyed the coffee cake. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I could just talk to her about anything. Yeah. And, you know, at first it was, you know, uh, you're going to be great it's going to be okay. You're beautiful. You know, you'll, you'll have a girlfriend and the school makes sense. I go, what are you talking about? You know, you must be crazy. You know, every, everything you're saying is preposterous. You know, Mm. I was flunking out of school. Mm. I couldn't spell cat. If you bought me a vowel, you know, I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, and you're just my mom. You're supposed to say that. Mm. And then that's when she, she started telling me the stories and that's when, uh, whoa, Okay, maybe I could do that too. Um, and then she said, hey, we're going to get through this together, you know, and, and she had my back every step of the way. And, and that's the other reason, you know, I really wanted to write the book was when I was looking at these dark times, 
you know, and I said, you know, if there was one person I could bring back who could really help, it would be my mother. Yeah. You know, there was nothing to me uh, more inspiring and, and, you know, made you want to go and run through a wall than, than sitting with her. You know, yeah. she could make you believe you could do anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the first part of the book is written. Converse, it's a lot of conversations with her. And I think uh, anybody could benefit you know, uh, sitting down and having a, a conversation or listening to a conversation with my mom and, and having a piece of cake with her. You seem very emotionally connected. And again, from the reviews I've read that this book can be an emotional roller coaster. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it starts off, you know, with, um, you know, me losing my father. Mm. And that's a uh, you know, we get into great detail with that, but there's there's also a lot of laughs too. Um, you know, there there was a lot of good times as well, a lot of uh, crazy circumstances, and you know that's part of life. Yeah. You know, it, it's the story arc, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's the other thing. You know, it, it never ends. You know, there's always that roller coaster to life. You know, you have your good times, bad times. Uh, it's about appreciating the good and not dwelling on the bad. You know? Yeah, yeah um, that's amazing feedback. Thank you, you very you much. You learn from the bad. Yeah, yeah. You try not to repeat those mistakes. Mm -hmm. when, when you're up, you try not to get too arrogant and cocky about it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about giving thanks. Yeah, fantastic feedback. Thank you so very much. Now, I wonder, with your mental health and with the mental health of those around you, clearly that's a big part of your your life's journey. Do you ever have any down days nowadays? And what do you do when you uh, need to lift your spirits? Oh, do I, I have doubts now? Sure. All the time. Mm. I've got bad days. You know, I was having an argument the other day with my daughter <laughs> about something, you know, very stupid. Yep. And uh, she actually pulled a couple of lines from the book out of me. Oh, <laughs> there you go, Dad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you win. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I actually, uh, before the book was published, when I was still uh, writing drafts of it, you know, I almost threw it away. I said, you know, back is all this. And uh, one of my best friends, beautiful man, Christian, he's like, you know, he helped me edit it. And he's like, you're losing faith. You got to read the book. It's funny that. You know, and it's, you're, you, you always need that support. You know, you're always stumbling. You're always falling. But you're, you're always trying to do the best you can. Um, and I think, you know, one of the most important lessons is, you know, you got to build, like we talk about sports in the book a lot, mm -hmm. but that's just a metaphor for life. Yep. You know, you want to be successful in sports, you got to build a great team. Well, you want to be successful in life, you got to build that great team as well. You know, finding the right partner, you know, spouse, uh, making the right friends, positive friends who can be there for you, you know. It means you, you got to get a therapist or, or you know religious people you know, whoever it whoever, is yeah. um, you know to to build that support for you and and take the coaching take the coaching now i wonder I, I i hear all this and one of the things that keeps tapping in the back of my head is daily goal setting how important is goal setting to to maintain i guess mental health oh absolutely you know uh that that's everything that's what that's what my mom did with me mm-hmm you know, um, you know, she said, how are you going to get anywhere if you don't know where you're going? Mm -hmm. and, and she sat me down when, 
I was young and had just been playing football for a little bit and I still wasn't very good. And she said, you're going to go to a, play football, you're going to get a scholarship, you're going to play for a great university, you're going to find a beautiful woman. Hmm. Yeah, I just listed all these, you know, absurd things. <laughs> and she says, we're going to do it. And I said, my, that's crazy. She says, well, what else do you got to do? Okay. <laughs> and you set out on it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it all came true. And it all came true. You know, uh, there were a lot of, a lot of setbacks. There were a lot of times, you know, you wanted to, to give up and, and throw it away. But, um, you know, you have to have that intestinal fortitude. And I've had periods of time where I felt lost in a drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about going back to setting the goals. Yeah. You know, uh, even if it's just to make plans with a, with a friend, hey, we're going to go out to the, you know to the pub on Saturday night, and you know, yeah, anything. That's a that's a plan, you know, so that you got something to look forward to. Yeah, you know, and then you can build on those things, you know, and, and you know, sometimes it's baby steps that'll that'll get you going in the right direction. It's a great conversation. I'm loving this, Steve. Thank you. I, I wonder, you would know a lot about this next question. In terms of physical well-being, um, I believe that your physical well-being has a direct impact on your mental well-being. Um, how important is maintaining your physical health? Oh, it's, it's critical. Mm. Um, you know, they go hand in hand. Mm. Um, you know, I, I wish I could say I was in the same shape I was back when I was at uh, in college, you know, <laughs> the <too>. university. <laughs> Um, but you know, that, that's a big part of it. Mm. You know, if you don't feel good, if you don't look good, you know, you know, if you feel sloppy and this and that, uh, it's going to have an impact on your self-confidence and it's also going to have, uh, how much work you can do and how productive you can be. Um, you know, it's again, if, if you have that energy and health, um, you can get more done, you can feel better about yourself and, uh, you know, it's uh, the old expression, Lao Tzu, you know, if once you correct your mind, everything else falls into place. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can start feeling good about your body and, and everything else like that, you know, you can have more energy and, and be more productive. I know that this is a big part, you know, the, the mind and the body. And I wonder for you, Steve, do you like to uh, get away just to clear your mind? What do you do with yourself? Do you go for a walk? What's your thing? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we, I love to go hiking. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a uh, lovely parks around here up in Connecticut mm-hmm. and we take our dog and we actually took her a little too much during COVID. She kind of rebelled and she just wanted to lay on the couch. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. She, we wore her out. Uh, you know, I still enjoy uh, lifting weights. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, bring back the glory days a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I can't can't do what we used to do, um, but um, no, it's it's a it's a big part of it, and uh, you know, it break a sweat and, and keep you happy, and and uh, you know, it's and nice and it activity to do with your family too. Absolutely. Now, I wonder how long did this book take you to write, and was it a challenging thing, and was it therapeutic for you to get your thoughts uh, onto paper? Yeah. You know, I joke, I say it took me uh, 47 years to write. That's how old I am. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, the, the, I started thinking about it maybe about eight, nine years ago. And I uh, had some fits and starts about it and didn't even know how, how I'd get published, you know. And it just seemed, you know, Too hard. something that I would never get, get to or never have enough time to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but when we had the lockdown with COVID and we had a lot more free time, you know, we couldn't coach and things of that nature. And I saw the need for something like this. Mm. That's when I just, you know, got on my horse, so to say, and, and went for it. Yep. Fantastic. Now, uh, do you have another book up your sleeve? Do you think you got more to give? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, the next one, uh, the main character is going to be my daughter. Uh, and and her tale uh, and the trials and tribulations she's gone through and mm-hmm. and also my son um, we uh, me and my wife we kind of hit the genetic lottery we were both re- recessive carriers for epilepsy All right uh, and even though there was no uh, family history of it on either side both our children uh, are epileptic okay and uh, it's my daughter especially my son it hasn't been so bad but. Uh, she's had an epic struggle with it and uh, only recently you know her whole high school career was was really uh, devastated mm. by uh, trying to deal with it and the medicines and the side effects and how she's always had such a tremendous attitude and is now really on track and turned her life around and how she's uh, been an advocate and has uh, testified before local uh, state and, and federal congress um, you know, trying to uh, get more money for yeah, research. Right. Fantastic. So she's an inspiration to me. She sounds like a fighter, just like her dad. Now, um, I'm wondering, Steve, if you could share with us um, when you're reading this book. Is this is this more like a guide, or if, is it a cover to cover read? And how long will it take somebody to read it? You know, I've had uh, some some of uh, my friends say, you know, they they couldn't put it down. Um, you know, they just picked it up and, and especially the conversation with my mother, um, you know, they just got so, so dragged in by it, you know, they, and they just wanted to see, you know, uh, how it all ends up. Um, and there's a lot of drama with my sister yeah. and some of her struggles and how she uh, dealt with all the tragedies that, uh, you know, hit our family. Um, and it, it's like um, a, a hit, my biography, you know, kind of starts yeah you know when i was born and and goes up to about 10 years ago um in my life um but yeah it's you can go through it pretty quick go through it pretty quick well look um is uh is there one particular place where people can access this uh book or do you have multiple outlets tell us a little bit about how people can get their hands on it sure it's on barnes and noble and amazon uh you could also get it on uh, google and apple as well um, and then you can uh, check out my, my homepage uh, with Page Publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. And we're also starting to get a uh, TikTok page going. We're going to start doing some, uh, some uh, motivational speaking uh, shorts and uh, also a YouTube channel as well. Hey, tell us, Dave, what do you think about audiobooks? Would there ever be a possibility of uh, hearing uh, you talk this book out? Yeah, that's uh, what I'm what I'm starting to do right now. Fantastic. Um, you know, working with, with folks like you um, on these wonderful shows, mm-hmm. and then also uh, um, starting to book uh, you know um, public speaking events. Excellent. Uh, with some of the local high schools and uh, local groups, you know, um, where that that's my mission. You know, I, I want to I want somebody to read this book or, or hear me speak and hear this story and realize they have hope. Um, I want to bring them back from the edge and I want them to go on and have a nice life. 
We're going to do everything we can to help you achieve that goal, Steve, because you've done some wonderful work. And the mere fact that you're willing to share your struggles for the benefit of others tells me a lot about you. Uh, you're a wonderful soul. And I'd just like to say thank you so very much for joining me on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.